Last winter was a hard one uh, for the people who lived in the Appalachian Mountains. Snow piled up and roads were impassable and the people living in their humble dwellings began to suffer uh, with supplies growing low, especially on food and fuel. And to ease the suffering, uh, the Red Cross uh, started uh, airlifting in supplies, uh, emergency provisions to uh, these snowbound families. And uh, one helicopter pilot was uh, delivering uh, these emergency uh, supplies all day long. And he was on his uh, return trip. When out in the, uh, the distance, he could see this remote cabin all by itself uh, with a little wisp of smoke uh, coming up uh, from a chimney. And uh, as he looked at this uh, remote cabin, he knew that the occupants of, of this uh, dwelling were at their very end of their uh, supplies. And so uh, he wanted to land and uh, give some supplies to this, uh, this cabin, but there were trees all around uh, this, this lonely dwelling. And so uh, as uh, the sun was setting, he had to uh, land his helicopter over a half a mile away from this cabin. And uh, the helicopter pilot then uh, took some supplies and put it on a, on a sled. And uh, in the uh, growing uh, darkness, as snow was falling and wind was uh, whistling, he brought that sled to that uh, remote cabin that was buried in the snow with a little, little candle burning in a frosted uh, window. And he left the sled, uh, went up the porch, uh, went to that rough-hewn door, took off his glove, and uh, knocked on the door. And the door finally opened, and there was this old, hardened mountain woman. And the man said, Hi, I'm with uh, the Red Cross. And the woman said, Oh, Sonny, it has been the hardest winter I've ever seen. I'm sorry, but I don't think I can give anything this year. <laughs> and shut the door. You know, I think God feels like this uh, Red Cross guy sometimes. I think God feels this way whenever we treat him as if he was someone who comes up to the door of our life and keeps wanting to ask for something from us. You know, we'd never say it uh, out loud, but, you know, I can start seeing God in my life as this person who's never happy but always has his hand out wanting more from me, getting something from me, which is so far from the truth. This idea that God is out to get some kind of religious duty from me, that God is out to get some kind of religious works from me. God came down at Christmas to save me from that kind of religion. Christmas is about God coming and knocking on the door of my life, not to get something from me, but to give me what I need to survive. God is knocking at the door of your heart, not to get something from you, but to give you the gift. And you may say, what gift? So let's uh, study God's gift at Christmas, and let's start 
was way, 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 way back before Christmas and what God foretold about the gift in the Old Testament. Now, as I read these lines from the Bible book of Isaiah, just remember that these words were written more than 500 years before Christmas. Think about that. 500 years before God delivered the gift, God described the gift in these words. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Notice how this is all about a gift. A son will be given to us. Now, let's study uh, what God says in terms of the details of this gift. And just follow along because this is fascinating stuff. God says that the gift will be called Wonderful Counselor. Now, this is ancient language that refers to a leader. A leader who embodies so much wisdom that his presence actually inspires his followers to strength and courage and confidence that they wouldn't otherwise have. And that's a gift I desperately need. In this world of confusion and chaos, I need a leader to follow who has wisdom to lead me in through all the choices and decisions of life. I need courage over my fears. I need strength over my weaknesses and weariness. I need a wonderful counselor. But then God says that this gift is also mighty God. What? This, this God is coming himself? The gift is the gift of God himself? Almighty God is coming to earth to be born among ordinary people, so ordinary people like me can know God and know God personally on a human level. Uh, this is a gift that I want more than anything. I mean, what could be better than knowing my creator? What could be better than to have a relationship with this one who never had a beginning and will never have an end, which leads to the next description. God's gift is the everlasting father. Well, the Hebrew word for father here contains the root of a name, and that name is Abraham. And we're meant to immediately think in this name, in this title of the name Abraham, which means father, and of course, who was the father of God's family in the Old Testament chosen to bless the world, which means that this gift is the new Abraham, of a new forever family of God. And that's a gift I want to unwrap. I long to belong in this world of loneliness. I, I long for an everlasting family of brothers and sisters who, who mutually love each other and serve each other. And then last, God's gift is a prince of peace. Where the Hebrew word for peace is 
shalom. And shalom is a much deeper concept than our English word peace. It embodies so much, including, first and foremost, peace with God. So this Prince of Peace is shalom, bringing shalom between me and God. But this prophecy goes beyond to say that this prince will have a government, which means that this prince will also invite me into this peace movement so that it expands throughout the world in what's known as his kingdom. Uh, This government on his shoulders refers to the kingdom of God. This prince will not only call people of peace to a relationship with God, but into a whole new kingdom way of living, a kingdom that will increase. That word greatness, the greatness of his uh, government means expansion, that it, it will continue to expand and grow and grow. And that's the gift I want. I want to, in this world of that's often meaningless and random. I want a life that counts. I want to I be part of something that's an eternal mission of, of eternal significance. I want to be an ambassador of this prince of peace that is, is going to use me to be a part of spreading his kingdom of peace. I'm amazed. I'm just amazed by this gift description of this Uh, this one who is coming from God. I'm amazed because this description lines up so perfectly with the work of the person of Jesus, born in Bethlehem. I'm amazed how God's words through Isaiah 500 years before Christmas perfectly describes the indescribable gift that I experience in Jesus today. Jesus is my wonderful counselor. Jesus came and he says to his disciples, follow me. And Jesus is that leader uh, who inspires courage and brings out confidence and gives us wisdom through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. Do you see how Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of God's gift of wonderful counselor? Do you see how your life would be transformed if you really received this gift of wonderful counselor and wisdom and guidance in your life? Jesus is mighty God. Jesus said, I and the the Father are one. Jesus is mighty God in the flesh. God, my personal friend. Do you see how Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of God's gift of mighty God? And do you see how your life would be transformed if you really received this gift of mighty God, a personal relationship with him? Jesus is also my everlasting father. Jesus was fond of saying, I am the greater Abraham. And sure enough, Jesus is the new Abraham who comes to welcome me into a a new family, a new family called the church, where I receive the joy of friendship, not only for this world, but a friendship that extends to eternal life as I'm part of the forever family of God. Do you see how Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of this gift of everlasting Father. And do you see how your life would be transformed if you really received this forever family gift? 
and Jesus is also my Prince of Peace. What did Jesus say when he wandered uh, on this earth? He said, I invite you into the kingdom of God, which is mine and is within you. So Jesus reconciles my broken relationship with God, and then God, uh, Jesus sends me as his ambassador, as, a, as part of his worldwide peace corps. Jesus sends me as his ambassador into this world, not only experiencing peace with God, but sharing with others this peace that is possible with God. Do you see how Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of this gift of the Prince of Peace? And do you see how your life would be transformed if you really received this gift of peace core purpose in him? The Christmas story is, is foretold 500 years before talking to us about the gift in this wonderful, exquisite description. A gift God described in detail 500 years before and then in a climatic event that's recorded in Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8, we read this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be for great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. This is the account of a night some 2,000 years ago when God gave the gift. And this gift is like any other gift. It isn't yours until you personally receive it. Have you received the gift of Jesus? If not, then just in the moments that we share here in this room, don't, don't fail to just whisper that little prayer to God. God, I receive the gift of your forgiveness through my belief in Jesus and what he did on the cross. Maybe you're a Christ follower. You have been for years. Well, this applies to you. Are you receiving, really receiving the gift of wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace? God is knocking on the door of your life, Christ follower, not to get something from you, but to give you, give you the greatest gift of all. And if you will open the door for the first time or maybe open the door afresh. You will receive this gift, a gift that you will find that causes you to overflow, to overflow with a desire to give back 
to Jesus, especially at Christmas time. Uh, this is a truth that uh, the kids uh, here at BlackRock have been studying. Of course, the, the primary thing they study is the Bible story of Christmas, but they've also been studying another book alongside uh, a book that's uh, called The Sparkle Box. And through the talented work of our media team, here's the Sparkle Box story. This Sparkle Box is a story about a very uncommon gift that teaches a little boy named Sam the true meaning of Christmas. Sam is so excited about Christmas. He is thinking about his Christmas list, anticipating holiday parties, and puzzling over one very mysterious gift, a sparkly box sitting on the mantle above the fireplace. When Sam asks his mom about the sparkly box, wondering if it's a gift for him, she smiles and tells him it's a special gift they will open later together because they need to fill it first. During the days before Christmas, Sam travels to a building with his mom to drop off bags of food and warm blankets. She tells him it is for people that don't have a home or food to eat. As they are driving home, Sam notices a man sleeping on a park bench. His mom tells him that is who some of the food and blankets are for, people that have nowhere to go and no food to eat. Sam feels badly about this. Later that week, Sam goes to his dad's office Christmas party, one of his favorite events, and listens as his dad tells the grown-ups that the money they collected this year for a charity gift was enough to build an entire well in Africa. Now residents that live near it will finally have clean water to drink. Sam looks around the room at the grown-up faces while his dad was speaking and noticed what his mom later told him were happy tears in their eyes. One day, Sam went to the store to buy mittens for a collection going on at his school. He saw the man that had been sleeping on the park bench walk into the store. The man looked tired and worn out. Sam swallowed his nervousness and ran up to the man and handed him the mittens and the candy bar he had just bought for himself, shouting, Merry Christmas, to the man as Sam skipped away. His mom smiled at Sam's good deed. On Christmas Eve, Sam attended his church service that night with his family. While he was standing with his lit candle, his mind wandered back to that sparkly box that was still sitting at home on his mantle. Finally, Christmas morning arrived. Sam runs downstairs and sees a beautiful train set he had been wanting for Christmas. He is so excited. He also gets to open the sparkle box that had been sitting so prominently on the mantle. His parents curl up next to him as he carefully opens the box. In it, he finds only little slips of paper. Sam starts to read them and realizes they contain all the good deeds his family did this past month. One even listed Sam's mitten handoff to the sad man. Sam's parents explain that the box is a gift for Jesus. For Jesus says, whatever we do for the least of these, we do for him. So God knocks on the door of your life, not to get something from you, but to give you the gift. Have you received the gift of Jesus? Well, one sign that you have is the, that the, the people who really receive the gift of Jesus have an overwhelming desire to give back. Give back to Jesus. So, what's in your sparkle box? Don't leave your sparkle box empty this Christmas. 
What will you, as an overflow of what you've received, give in the name of Jesus? So um, why, not, uh, why not let God's gift description in Isaiah be your gift guide for giving back to Jesus? Jesus is the wonderful counselor who gives you wisdom and courage and confidence out of the overflow of what you receive in Jesus, who specifically can you reach out to with encouragement? Let God bring a name to your mind right now, a name that you then commit right now to build up with a note or a good word. Jesus is mighty God who brings me into a personal relationship with God, a a relationship that includes talking, and listening to God. And so, out of the overflow of this gift of mighty God, who specifically can you lift up in prayer? The Almighty does miracles just by the simple whisper of a prayer, lifting a loved one up to God. And then Jesus is also everlasting Father, who makes me part of his new forever family, the church. So out of the overflow of this gift, what brother or sister in Christ has a specific need that calls out some love action from you? And Jesus is the prince who, uh, who brings not only peace to me uh, through my uh, new personal relationship with God, giving me peace with God, But then this prince calls me to be a part of spreading his kingdom through that same message of peace with God. Out of the overflow of what you have received in this gift of the Prince of Peace, who specifically could you reach out to to just help along in this process of finding peace with God? uh, At Christmas time years ago, I was on a train Uh, in the nation of India. Uh, With a pastor friend, uh, I was training uh, on this this trip toward a city, a distant city, uh, to get a chance to speak to a group about Jesus. And since the train trip would last over uh, 20 hours, uh, we bought first-class tickets. And uh, a first-class ticket on a train in India does not necessarily mean luxury. And this was certainly the case here. It was just, it means you just got a compartment, a small compartment to uh, sleep in. Well, that night, our uh, coal-belching train pulled into this uh, station that was abuzz with this large group, it seemed like thousands of students who were angry about something. Uh, they were uh, protesting about something we couldn't really understand, and uh, uh, one point, the, a large section of this crowd uh, pointed at us in our window, and uh, uh, somebody threw something at the train at the same time, and uh, we were afraid. And so in fear, uh, my friend and I locked the window and uh, closed the curtains, and we locked our compartment door. <laughs> then our worst fears were realized because uh, hundreds of people stormed onto the train and filled the corridor uh, outside Uh, of our compartment and uh, people started pounding on our door and pounding on our door and uh, 
we were starting to pray and saying, God, save us, uh, help us, send these people away. And we could sense them not only pounding, but starting to try to pry our door open. And uh, I started praying even more. And in that prayer, I began sensing God saying something shocking. Uh, and I turned to my friend and I said, I think God wants us just to open the door and let him in. And my friend said, you think what? You think what? You think God wants what? And, uh, but, you know, he saw I was serious and uh, he agreed with me. And so we opened the door. Not a crack. We opened the door all the way. And we said, come on in. And so one by one, people came in. I introduced myself and they greeted me. And soon we had in that compartment 10 people, and then 20 people, and then 30 people. We had 40 people in this little compartment. And when we could not fit one more body, I closed the door and said, okay, who wants to hear about Jesus? <laughs> and uh, I had a captive audience and an eager audience. We uh, my friend and I shared what food we had, and uh, we made a party out of it, and uh, I got a chance to share with them uh, the peace with God that I'd experienced uh, through Jesus. They had never heard uh, this story before, and in the process, they started asking me uh, lots of questions. We had a wonderful kind of a party atmosphere with lots of laughter and, uh, and fun together, and I did ask them why they were uh, rioting out there, and they said, oh, we were... Uh, uh, we were just uh, demonstrating about the high price of tickets, and uh, we decided we just wanted to just go into first class one time, and you were the only ones who opened the door. And I was so thankful that I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't turn these people away. I didn't ask, you know, that God didn't answer my prayer to send these people away. And I was so thankful that God allowed me to go beyond my fears and open the door. You know, God has a gift for you, a gift of wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And if you really receive this gift as God knocks on your door, if you open the door, you will receive this gift and you will overflow in a desire to give back to Jesus. And Jesus says, if you want to give back to me, here's what you ought to do. Get beyond your fears and open the door that stands between you and other people. Just open the door and share yourself. Open the door and share the gift that you have received in me. And if you listen to Jesus and you open the door, you'll find that the more you give away the gift, the fuller you become. And you also find that your sparkle box becomes full. And it becomes your Christmas gift to the Christmas gift. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online. And we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And also uh, know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have 
uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.